Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, talkers. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia right before the weekend. We can almost taste it. It kind of feels weird having a full work week here after that nice short holiday work week last week, right, guys? I'm just telling Julia. You just... Hear what Lori okay. just said to me. Well, okay, what did the I miss? The shade is continuing. So <laughs> I'm looking... This is shade, Julia. Yeah. yeah. I just Weak. said, oh, I can shade. hardly take this love on tour photos. You know, these pictures. And, and I don't like, even... love on tour? I have no idea what she's talking about because we're talking about five other things and you say <laughs> that. I'm trying the Harry Styles. I'm yes. trying How to cleanse. How am I supposed to yeah. know that? Well, that's what his tour is called, love on tour. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. And you know what she says to me then? Mm-hmm. What? Sometimes you're just really not worthy of this job. This job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no. I wish you would have been on the sick days when mm. I didn't want to come to work. Right. Jeez. All right. Okay, so Harry, Harry, you know. Oh, my gosh, Lori, you are good. I know. And She's a good shader. I am good. Come pull up a chair under my shady yes. bone chair. I've only lived on there for 30 years, and I'm still alive. Oh, yeah. you're doing a great job but, with it. Oh, I only give crap to people I really care oh, about. Sure. And the best crap uh-huh. is saved for the people I really care about. Mm-hmm. So. Well, then you must love sure, her to Jan. death. Sure, Jan. <laughs> and then that's my mom's name i don't know why you even say that it's it's you know from the brady bunch when Marsha looks and goes, yeah. sure, Jan, mm-hmm. you know, it's like TJ Holmes and Amy Robach trying to say that they left their spouses in August and, and they haven't been having an affair. And everyone's like, sure, Jan. Mm-hmm. The yep. deets on them coming home from Turks and Caicos and then she Fourth, sits in a seat July. and is texting him. Mm-hmm. Woo! Oh, and the big, P, the big public display of affection. The right. butt slap. No, no. Oh. The public display of affection on the plane with Andrew as he gave up his... Oh. aisle seat for her window because she was having a panic attack, but really she just wanted oh, to put her phone out more in the aisle so she could text. Mm-hmm. But luckily Eagle Eye Nancy I mean, was in 16A. And the woman <laughs> remembered her seat. She kept her her stubs, you know, because she wanted to show her... No, she, she had the receipts. She had yeah. literally had the receipts, but she <laughs> wanted because she shared with a couple of girlfriends. She said... I don't know, you guys. This doesn't sound like a text you'd send a woman. And then they were like, well, she works with TJ Holmes. So this small group of girlfriends knew yeah, about this. this no Went full this Nancy is, Drew. Had yeah, to I know, it down. totally. That's awesome. It's so awesome. So anyway, so and what's also awesome is that Harry did what um, many of us knew that he would do and that he would dump Olivia Wilde, um, you know, Within a couple months of Don't Worry Darling coming out, and it lasted a month longer mm-hmm. than I thought, but he timed it. He's such a good gentleman in his breakup with Olivia Wilde because he literally used the excuse that Love on Tour was going around the world. 
for like three or four months. And so he just said, babe, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm on tour. I'm in Lima. Basically, I'm sorry you're crazy for me, but. I, I talked to my with, mom about it. And I can't you got too much you baggage. Got, you really have a ton of baggage. You have so much baggage, and I don't really need it right now. And I'm going to meet some lovely ladies on the road. And I mean, I just, you know, love everything about Harry Styles. But here he is. Um, he's on tour. And yesterday, a nice young lady who was at the concert last night, um, Josie, uh, did a little video. She had, you know, she was far away, but he, I think it was in. Um, Lima or Santiago? Is Santiago in Chile? Who knows their geography? Oh, I do yes, not. Yes, I think it is. I okay. think it is. Last night in Santiago, Harry pulled out a guitar and did this song in honor of Christine McVie. But he, she's very far away. This Harry has not sung that song. Christine McVie just died. The fact that he learned how to play the guitar, learned the words. I mean... Don't you love that? You're so silly. He's so good, Harry. I'm glad that we can like him again a little bit I never stopped liking him because I I had faith that he and Olivia, that, I mean, that was just like, that's going to be a great romance. That was a messy one, though. No, it it was. But for him, I mean, it was For him, it was fun. For her, messy. Messy, 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 yeah. yeah. But I love that Harry is so thoughtful that way, that to his little... Songbird, his British songbird. Wasn't he friends with Stevie Nicks? I feel like he and Stevie Nicks have a good relationship. He's an old soul. Yes. I feel like he could Mm -hmm. talk. I wish Mick Jagger would embrace him. Well, I think. He doesn't want to. I don't know if that's true. Well, remember he said something kind of condescending about him. Anyway, yeah. I just love that he did that. You know, I just want to give Harry some props. Well, he's love on tour and just looking like. Everything. I mean, I really love to see him in front of an international crowd. I would advise Olivia to not go and see the 80,000 you know, women gushing after him. Oh, yeah. he, and, he needed to be single. Okay. When you're on a world tour at 27, uh, my advice is 100% be single. You know? Oh, God, Larry. You got to be. Who are you? You got to be. Right? I mean, but he's, and, a, he's a celebrity magnet. He's like rotates to a new bombshell in Hollywood every, I think it's like eight months is, is about the average. Well, he dated he's, Olivia for two years. Yeah, he's a serial monogamous. Seriously? Yeah, Seriously, he's but not he a, also, they a had COVID's a year, a microcosm. They had a pandemic romance, too. Yeah. I have to say something. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if, if um, the gang knows that Lori made a strategic decision early on in her life mm-hmm. not to date any professional basketball, baseball, or football players because... Or or Anyone rockers, professional or rockers. waxer. I mean, and she clearly articulated this mm-hmm. because why, Laurie? They have too much opportunity to have other women, and I know, you know, what temptation is like, so I realize I'm not going to change that. Mm-hmm. So aim one step lower than right. that. Mm-hmm. I had a will. friend who casually dated a couple of Vikings, and yeah. I can attest to that. I yeah. mean, fun, fun for a minute, and then fun quickly it just minute. gets... And then you mm. can't trust. You, you can't. I loved it, though, that this was your strategic... This was in her 20s. Oh, except I used more colorful language. Mm-hmm. They got too much, you know what. 
Yeah, you go, all right, look at the time. It's time for Random Thoughts. Can I just point out, Madonna Please. is at Art Basel in a tuxedo, a corset, and carrying what looks to be Lady Exercise's riding crop. We've posted it for you. So I might bring that to the Christmas party with my sparkly dress. I might just carry Laurie, a riding crop to the do, Christmas party. I don't think do you that's double dog, safe. D- double dog I, dare, I totally dare me. double dog dare you. <laughs> I so double dog dare you. Oh, yeah. I know you at this party. I ran into a, a cameraman or a TV guy yesterday and he goes, are you guys going to be hosts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, God. It's always fun when we do, but it's But scary. we never host. We just seem to cause... We can end up being like uh, drunken MCs. We're we, like we, but, uh, Dean but Martin. But not on and, stage, kind of over to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we are like Dean Martin and who has <laughs> David Jr. Oh my God, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, here, guess what today is. What is it? It's the zipper, Sam, and Britney's birthday. Boom. Boom. My son, Lori's dad, and Britney Spears. (laughs) But besides that, it's December 2nd. The video game that changed the world turned 50 today, and I give you Pong. Oh, Oh. classic. And if you could find the soundbite, Grant or Ellie, I would think that'd be fun. So here, the here, pong soundbite. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. Beep, yeah, boom, and then when you go fast, so here's what happened. It was Atari's breakthrough invention that remains a touchstone in the history of gaming. It's at the Smithsonian. Yeah, the imagine first, being the person who invented. Well, that. I'm gonna tell you about it. The first commercially successful video game in history. Um, so, uh, it was a warm up exercise that Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dab- Dabney, who founded Atari in 1972, the first engineer that they hired to join the team, uh, was a California graduate that never played a game before. They really didn't exist. And he was assigned, Elkhorn was assigned kind of, you know, just try to find something for us to do that might be a game. Right. Just kind of create something. He recalled, that he was asked to create Pong, which we know now was just an exercise. Atari had been contracted by General Electric to deliver a basic video game. Pong couldn't be more simpler because it just did beep, 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 beep. And so what kind of happened is they developed this. Yeah. Beep. And that was it. So funny. They installed the machine at a local bar called Andy's cap tavern as a new form of a playable game besides darts and pool and it quickly struck gold it was too popular for the bar to handle according to pong lore people lined up for their turn to stuff quarters in the machine until a manager finally called atari elkhorn the sky and said the coin box is overflowing blah 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 it costs 500 dollars to manufacture and they charge bars a hundred dollars to put them in they went on to sell 18,000 consoles that would go in bars. But then a year later, um, here's kind of a fun little fact. Um, they couldn't believe the sudden success, so they needed to hire more engineers. Mm-hmm. And in 1973, Elkhorn hired Steve Jobs, who was a young hippie in sandals who arrived at their offices asking for a job. He told the newspaper that Jobs, who would go on to co-find Apple, uh, just three years later, was kind of a pain to work with. He had a real problem with body odor, which saw him, they put him on night shifts, which was better for everybody. Oh, my God, the mad genius. I know. In 1975, they partnered with Sears Depart- Department Stores, and Pong was 
the Christmas present of the year. Yeah. We got it. Did you get it that first year? Uh, no. I mean, we thought it was the yeah. best thing that had ever happened. Yeah. Well, remember, we had oh, lived you were in, in Japan. Japan. You were so here. We were like already ahead. They already had like stuff like that. Plus, they had the pachinko parlors. Oh, yeah. Which we were, didn't have anything. Which were like so much fun. So they kind of, you know, it's no surprise that Atari, because, yeah, the the... Japanese were always ahead on all this kind of stuff. Right. And so then what mm-hmm. happened is after Pong got released in the home version, suddenly new games overtook yeah. Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Right. And that was the end of it. Right. Because it was too simple. But I mean, it was, I was a zeitgeist. Yeah. I mean, it was the gift. I I was very, I was surprised we got yeah. it. We got that. So anywho, I think that's why we didn't get it. Because we were like, you weren't here. We were ahead of it. We were ahead of it. I don't um, know. If, did they have Sears in Japan? No, but Atari. I know. Is a Japanese I know. company. Just, yeah. I know. Okay, listen to this um, art display at Art Basel that you're talking about in Miami, where the Richie Riches go to look at each other and buy art. And Madonna's sex book is, you know, She's, up for sale. Yes, it is. She's got the original. New, yeah. No. Isn't it the original? They made some reproduction oh, or okay. something like that. That's why she's there with her writing crop. She's to making people pay. Well, she's there. Leonardo DiCaprio, the Kardashians are there. Yeah, yeah. So this is what an art installation is this year. They put in an ATM mm-hmm. that is a wealth board. So every time people use the ATM, it displays how much a person has in their bank account. Oh. And so like golf, where you have a leader's board... They have a leader's board of wealth, and it features this one gentleman, currently an unknown man in a pink shirt. He had $2.9 million in his leaderboard. And here's what it's the like guy video who, game leaderboards. That's and hilarious. here's what the guy who created this art installation you said. See the same guy who pinned the banana on the wall. No, and let that's it rot? no, that was Banksy. <laughs> no, that wasn't oh, Banksy. Oh, was someone else. It was mm-hmm. someone else. He said the ATM leaderboard is an extremely literal. Um, distillation, distillation, and that is the word of wealth flaunting impulses, and he's so proud of it. <sighs> Can you imagine that no. whole story makes me roll my eyes? But eye. that's Art Basel. Yeah. It is the rich, yes, fluffing no. the rich, loving yes. the rich. Being... It used to be like I thought it, a January thing. I think it's is always, it always in December. been December. I really, okay. I kind of think it's always yeah. in December. It's a very much, you know look at me kind of a thing. And it's also a place for Leonardo to be surrounded by models. In this 92, is, this 2002, is so true. Okay, here's the happy story of the yeah. day. We're going to celebrate over the weekend the birthday of the world's oldest animal named Jonathan. He is a tortoise. He's going to be 190 years old. Oh, I was going to guess 180. 190 years old. He was born. These giant tortoises yeah. can live for so and long. And he lives on St. Helena, which is part of the British Empire, the little island that Napoleon was sent oh. to in exile off the coast of Africa. Okay. And um, his estimation on his shell and everything, he's been through since 18, the early 1800s. There's That's a picture amazing. of Jonathan with some workers from 1882. Oh, my word. So, um, that, it, that tortoise is living history. I know. In 2022. In 2022, he received the Guinness World Record for the world's oldest living land animal. Wow. And the world's oldest tortoise ever. And his um, caretaker mm-hmm. says it's been a privilege to look after the elderly animal he's described as magnificent. It just goes to show you that like tortoises have known the value of a helmet for 
since for they years. were for years. Right. We just I discovered mean, that's a reason they live skin. a long time. Yeah. You're right. Their whole body is a helmet. They're that very is, well that protected. That is very true. So, Jonathan, 190. I've you- heard that they can feel their shells. So the tortoise, the tortoises, they like when you scratch their shells. Oh, really? Yeah, like puppies, and they'll like wiggle. Oh my oh, gosh! Really? Yeah, it's, they're wild. Didn't they used to have big old tortoises at the Como Zoo? Yes, they did. We'd ride them. Okay, um, there's a special Christmas song called The Little Drummer Boy that was done with Bing Crosby and David Bowie, and it was featured on a... a oh, that Do You Know It's Christmas? Yes. Wasn't um, it the very first The issue? Little Drummer, Drummer Boy. It was a first a CBS Christmas special that Bing Crosby was doing mm-hmm. in the 70s, mm-hmm. and they asked David Bowie to be on it. Wow. He did not want to do the show at all because he just thought... Um, I bet he did it for his mom. His mom asked him to do it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was well, afraid. Loved he was afraid that the cameo with Bing Crosby would we, come off cheesy and hurt his career, career in the early seventies right. because he's the Rocket Man. No, he's he, uh, he was Ziggy Stardust. He's Ziggy Stardust. He, yeah, After he dancing did. in the street, he was that, worried about looking no, cheesy. No, because this is in the seventies. Oh, but that, that'd be before. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is long that. when Bing Crosby was still alive. It yeah. was a big deal before yeah. we knew. Awful. Yeah, but his his according to Bing Crosby's daughter, David wasn't going to do the show until his mom said, "No, you have to work with Bing, Bing Crosby. Crosby." I knew it, of course. And it's one of the best songs, holiday it's songs to this day. Very good. There you really go. That's is. all I got. Yeah, I could see him being worried that that would you know X his cool factor. Yeah. I get it. Okay, what right. is the meaning of this? Well, I'll tell you what. Kelly Clarkson is dedicated because she had Cher on today. I think Cher's perfume, another perfume oh, launch. Is, that's what I think is going launching. on with Cher. Right, yeah, I'm going to find out. And so Cher was on Kelly Clarkson's show. And so Kelly had Dolly on the day before. I mean, Kelly is really getting Kelly the is A-list. She's got Cher. Cher is in the studio in Burbank. And they zoom in Kelly, who's clearly in her pajamas and sick. Because she's like, I'm not missing Cher. And the fact that Cher didn't cancel or anything, you know, just shows like what a pro both these. Yeah, no kidding. uh, Women are. But, um, you know, Kelly, I think this is why her talk show, because she just is always herself. She's in her pajamas. She comes right out to Cher to ask her. Because uh, the biggest news that Cher has had is the fact that she's in this hot romance with a guy 40 years younger than she is. Here we go. I want to talk about feeling good. So you're in a new relationship now. So how are things and what's your favorite part about it? Because it's important to find a good partner. Okay. Well, Well. on paper, it's kind of ridiculous. But in real life, um, we get along great. He's fabulous. And I don't give men uh, qualities that they don't deserve. You know, uh, Love but that. he's he's very he's very kind. He's very smart. He's very talented, and he's really funny. So, and I think he's quite handsome. That, that's the thing. Well, all he's right. Um, that's the thing for me too, though. It's humor. Like I I just like somebody to make me laugh. I want to feel good too, you know. And since you're busy making everybody feel good, you want somebody to do that for you as well. So I I love that for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. It's hard enough just to live in this world. It's nice to have love. So it's nice oh, to like Kelly's have telling us okay, so much. So, um, Kelly would speak but, what Kelly said. Yes, that's so what basically, I basically 
He did. He did she, not make he her laugh, and he did. We she, knew that. She's always on, performing, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. on, always on, and then she didn't get. And even how she brought it up to Cheryl, let's talk about feeling good. You've got a new relationship, yeah. you know, and because Cher is, seems so obviously happy. Yes. And I love that Cher is, you know, yeah, on paper, it's kind of ridiculous because of their age difference, 40 years. And, and she said, but in real life, we get along great. And, and I like that she said, and I don't give men praise where they don't deserve exactly. it. But what she told um, Kelly a little bit um, later was that, Listen, if it weren't for younger men liking me, I would have been done dating when I was 40. Men my age and men that were older than me never liked me. I mean, she and Kelly got right down into and, it. And you think of it, she married Bono, who was... Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono, Bono. Bono's cousin. Sonny yeah, Bono. Sonny Bono. <laughs> he was related to Bono. He was 10 years older uh-huh. than she was. And then, you know, she and uh, uh, Greg Allman were... Uh, similar ages, I think. Maybe there was a few years. In, but she just said to Kelly, she said, men my age, they since I like was 40, yeah. they didn't like me. I was too much for them. And, you know, that's totally mm-hmm. uh, relatable. So anyway, and then people who've been yelling at Cher um, about the age difference, she just said, did her, her tweet was, we're grownups. Yes. And you know that Cher is putting thought into it because she uncapped her caps. Oh, oh, I like you know, that. She's kind of famous. Just, it's all caps. I don't, doing caps on your phone is so hard because you have to take cap letter, cap letter. I, well, I, you can put it on. Can you? I yeah. don't know how to do can, that I yet. think Cher's on lock yes, and she doesn't I, know I how get to that. unlock Okay, because I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and then the other thing I was just going to say about the Cher. Um, no, nothing. Okay, um, here's one. Mel B, you know, the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um... Gave, doing an interview on the big uh, nasty show in Britain to promote um, something that she's doing, but she had to name the worst celebrity she's ever met. And she said... She didn't have to. She could have bleed the fifth, but she did. No, she did. So there's a few. James Corden, Jerry Hallwell, Jesse J, and me. So... Jerry Hallwell's another Spice Girl. Yeah, so, and she herself, names herself and then Jesse James J, Cor- but James Corden, Corden in the first. And then she says, listen, um, I think you always have to be nice to the people that you work with, whether it be production, camera guys, sound, lighting. We all work for the same thing, so you should always be nice. And he hasn't been very nice. In fact, he's um, the biggest D-head in Hollywood. But she's the more colorful isn't it interesting? He's he really it's has, universal. He is such a horrible. He's reputation. a condescending man. Wow, person, whatever. Just ask the guy from Balthazar. I know. Remember egg that? white omelet? Yeah, egg white. No, no, no. no yolk. yolk. Egg yolks. Egg yolk omelet. omelet, but because she's allergic to eggs. Is it just? Good lord. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she just said he is the biggest d head, and and uh, I think. We all know it now. Ellen said, hold my beer. <laughs> no, and Ellen and Portia had their 18th anniversary yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. She no, totally Ellen did. is so happy that she's out of there, yes. you know, because now the hold biggest he had isn't her anymore. It's James Corden. Oh, that's great. That's true. It did pass the torch on for sure. For sure. Oh, wow. Hold uh, my beer. Um, 
I got to just say that Jen Shaw must be out of her mind trying to tell everybody that the glass of champagne she dumped on her friend Angie's head. We're talking about Real Housewives Real of, Salt, Housewives Lake of Salt Lake City. Was like a friendly joke thing that her friend should have understood. She's, and I'm like, in what world? Lori. In what world? And everyone just stared at it. I would have said, what a dink you are. Nobody I mean, said a word to no her. No one said a word. She's, and it's bad it's like enough. being your dink friend the, who pours champagne on someone and thinks it's funny. It was horrible. The only, She's a horrible human the being. The truest thing that was said last night was Whitney on the plane is here we go with another domestic trip because one of our housewives can't leave the country. <laughs> Jen huh? Shaw Hysterical. turned in her passport. <laughs> I'm like, fine. But I like Whitney for that reason. She's refreshingly... Um, just will say like what well, she's what going through her thinking. closet now and shopping used to be my my um my way to soothe myself. She used used to be yeah. yeah. Her husband lost his job, but anyway, that tea. was a textbook example of um gaslighting. I hated that show with Jen telling people that because her friend of twenty years should have understood that dumping. In a mean way, a glass of champagne while you're dismissing someone for, like, I, that whole fight was just so... I hated that show. Yeah. I yeah. fast forwarded. Jeff was watching it like, why? Mm-hmm. What is, what? Yeah. It's a hard one to watch. And then Whitney... You never like Jennifer, it when it gets to this. I, I, I This is when I tune out. Yeah. I want to be there for the fun. This I, is inevitable, though. This I is don't the like pattern women fighting on the with women. I don't like it. But, Julia, they all end up fighting with each other on this every single why episode. I, I have ditched every single one. You can hang in there for us. I will. Because you, you but, can go through it. I don't like that I stuff. wanted to just, for this, I wanted just to Hollywood speak the episode, and they should have just called it Gaslighting 101. Ugh. Because that's what Jen Shaw was doing. And I, and I loved when Angie was going, and I paid for Coach Shaw's party. And then Bravo did the nod and the wink with cake, $600 receipt. Flying that was funny. In the, I mean, that was some good. And then Jen Shaw said, you offered to have the party. Why would I pay uh, for yeah. her husband? A friend offers to host it at her house. It's like me saying, Lori, you can use my house for Casey's birthday party. Yeah. But, but... You know, but because I say that you're not going to pay me, yeah, and you're planning this extravagance. Well, this is why Jen was a good con woman. Gosh, she was. You know, and she, she kind of believe that she shouldn't have paid. And I'm like, what the hell? A fifteen thousand dollars party? Yeah, she's horrible. Jeez. I guess when you're, she's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, um, Britney Spears, the musical, the jukebox show, once upon a one more time is headed to Broadway next summer. Yes, it is. But she's not part of it. Yes. Oh, but the nice thing is that she definitely has come out to say that she is in support of it. She does yes. because it's a musical about fairy princesses reading feminine literature. Feminist literature, excuse me. Cute. I know. With, with her songs. With her songs. Yeah, yeah it's going to feature Oops, I Did It Again, yeah. Lucky, Toxic. Circus, Toxic. Yes. It sounds like it. And it was sold out in its previous run when it played at the Shakespeare Theater Company in Washington, D.C. Yeah, it sounds like It fun. wrapped up in January and it sold out all their shows yeah, back then. So. It's all these iconic fairy princesses who end up reading Betty Friedan's The Feminine Mystique, which was a groundbreaking book when that came out like in... I don't know, 72 or 69. That sounds like the old Winx show that they did a revival of that bombed that I was excited about at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm all about the feminist fairies. Yeah, well, it was a 1963 book, The Feminine Mystique. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've talked to your mom about this. Like She said that it was so 
eye opening I'm sure. because the pill had my only mom been didn't out have for time years. to read that year. She had me. No, but my she might have that book has that's people hey, still read it. For, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. just teasing Larry. Yeah. Anyway, so Cinderella, Rapunzel, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, all singing Britney songs. Could be Do fun. We have, we're we're I'm we, going to Funny Girl with Leah Michelle first, Larry. Okay, fine. I think this is a musical I could get behind. Well, then go. (laughs) It's not open. I know it, damn it. All right, we'll be back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 